Okay, talk today is July 6th, Daf Nun Aleph. We stopped Nun Amud Bet at the two dots. Okay? That's where we're up to. Alright, so the story over there was that uh, the guy's field got stolen and was sold, and the guy who bought it improved it. Right? The land was, the land was yeah, the land got stolen. The guy was out of town for 20 years, 10 years. Some guy came in, took his land, planted, plowed Bobby. He looked like he owned it, and he bought it, and he sold it, he collected money, and now the owner comes back, and he sees this guy's got his uh, thing on his... He, he comes and he gets his land back, and now the guy who bought it has to go back to the seller, who was the hasho, and get his money back. But now he's got not only the purchase price, he also has improvements. He planted, he plowed, he worked, he did all that. That's the aperot we're talking about over here. So it says, "En motzi'in la'achilat perot." So I can go back now to the purchaser, the seller who was a thief, and get back the property value from other properties that the thief might have sold off. Since, but I can't go and get perot from properties that the thief had sold off. I can only get the property value. The other things, I have to go from the thief himself. Yes, we'll see. Uh, there was one of the things in the Mishnah. Was yeah. okay. So the perot, not the perot. The perot, perot are, are the improvements to the length. Yeah, okay. That's the case that we're discussing over here. Mara says, my ta'ama, what's the reason? Because they're not in the purchase document. And you go now and you're going to go collect back the price of the field, it doesn't say in there the price of the improvements, it's just the price of the field. And therefore, people who are buying things from this thief don't know to worry about potentially uh, debts that he might have outstanding when they don't, they're not written in, in documents. If they're written in a document, they know he sold the field, maybe he's got problems, might not have to worry about it, fine. Okay, if you tell me the reason that it's not written, well, we have mazon ha'isha ve'habanot that a person is obligated from his ketubah requirements, right, to give mizonot to his wife and his daughters. We treat that like they're katuv, and still it says en motzi'in, right? So look at Ashi. Rashi says like this: Lefi she'en ketuvin. We're in the third wide line on Nun Amud Bet in Rashi. Lefi she'en ketuvin. A perot alalu keshenichtav shtar mechirat akarka gezula. Right when the purchase document for the stolen land was written, adayin lo hayu. These improvements didn't exist yet. Right? Velo katav b'shtar. But then obviously not written in the shtar. Ela, what does it say? It says peloni machar karka peloni leploni ba'achrayut. Right, so and so sold this field to Mr. So and so with with a guarantee. Hilkach, demeha karka habukimil vebishtar la hazir ahira aharito aharayuto alav. Right, the purchase price of the document of the purchase of the field is like a milve bishtar. Okay, and therefore he can go after somebody who bought a piece of property from this guy after him. From the thief, he bought something after that, he can go after that person and take it away. Aval, perot, Right? The value of the improvements, which in this scenario is the fruits that grew on the field that he planted, those are a verbal loan. They're not written in the document. And therefore, I can't go after, right, property that the thief had sold off subsequently. Even though he wrote in the sale document of the field, Right? 
right? Even though he wrote in there, it says clearly in the document, these improvements, right? And your effort, your, your work, and your, the fruits of the field, I'm going to cover them, cover you for them. Right? It will help to make him responsible, and for him to be able to collect from the thief. However, only from free and unencumbered property that the thief has. Things that were sold, sold off subsequently that the thief had sold off. Lo. Why? The whole reason why when someone purchases a property with a harayut, with a document, with a guarantee, is because that is something that people hear about. Oh, did you hear so-and-so bought this house? Oh, you heard? Yeah, blah, blah. Because it's, it's recorded, and therefore they know about the sales of the properties. But, for the fruits, for the improvements, let lakala. It doesn't have this attached, you know, coal, right? This sound, this this rumor or this advice, this knowledge that people would have. Why? Right? About the property itself. Yeah, oh yeah, this house on the corner, you heard they sold it. This guy bought it from this guy. Blah, blah, blah. You hear about that. We don't know what the deal was. You know, if he sold the furniture inside, you have no clue. You don't know what he did. You don't know what does, right? For sure the ones that were not there are not included in this call. And therefore, we, we say that that's the reason why you can't... He's in Brooklyn. That's the reason why you can't collect. Fine. Challenge. So you want to tell me now I can't collect from the from uh, property that's been sold off for the fruits. Well, we have the mazon ha'isha ve'habanot, right? That a, woman, a man who's obligated now to so support his wife and his daughters... From the Ketuba requirements, okay? The Cheman de Chetive Dame says Rashi, the Tnai Betin Hu, right? It's a requirement from Betin. Omishini Setlo, right? Kol Yotse, Shumishu Badla. Once he gets married, everybody knows that he's obligated to support his wife, right? And the Detnan, Lo Katavla, Benan Nukvan, Nukvin, Diehevu Lichiminai, right? Yatvan Bibeti, Umitzenim Nechasai, Kol Yimei Megar Al Malotaich, right? He didn't write that in the Ketuba. That says that the female girls that you had, we have together, will will be able to be sustained from my estate. He didn't write that. Let's say, right? The atia yadva bebeti for you also the girl. Nevertheless, the ruling in we learned in ketubot hayav shutnai betin bektubot perek naara. Fine. So what we treat it like it's written, even if it's not written, and still in that scenario we say you can't collect from properties that have been sold off. So the criteria to be able to collect from properties sold off is not written or written, because even when it is written, we don't let you go get perot. Because by the shah, by the shah, it's perot. We'll see why we don't know why. You told me the reason is kituvin. Hey, I bring you something that's katuv. And we still don't let you collect. So that can't be the criteria. You told me because we didn't write it when the Hasho sold the field, he didn't write in there the, the Perot. And that's why, that's why you can't collect it from the things that were sold off. Oh yeah, here's the scenario where it is written and you still don't collect it. Okay, so that's not a great, obviously not the proper criteria. So Amar le no 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 habibi hatam meikara hachi atkun. 
כטובין הן אצל בני חרין ואין כטובין אצל משעובדין. וכן אמר רב עשה אמר רבי יוחנן לפי שאין כטובין, אוקיי? וכתני אין מציעין, אמר להם עיקר האחי עדכון, כי טובין אין אצל בני חנין ואין כתובין אצל משעובדין. Which means the answer the Gemara brings is the original takana of the mizonot for the girl and the daughter and the wife is only from things that have not been sold off. That's the way it was written. So even they told me they're katuv, it's like they're not katuv, because the takana was not to give them from things that have been sold off. Okay? And therefore... Women and children, the ketubah is not... The fruits right. is not from Nechassim right. Mishumadim. Right. Not. That was the original Takana. And therefore, though, if it's Katuv in this document that everyone knows he got married, right. they know that those are not collectible from things that have been sold off. And therefore, it's not a challenge. Even though it's Katuv, you don't get it there. Okay, so the so back to my answer, it's Katuv. It wasn't Katuv by the Hasho. You tried to tell me, oh, but here's a place where it's Katuv, and you still don't get it. He says, no, no, it's Katuv, but that's a Takana. You don't get it. So what are you throwing out a challenge? You know what I'm saying? Okay? And, and then we have another another set of rabbis saying the same exact thing. Back in the isn't the issue in terms of the katuv was that when when he he made the deal in terms of the shtar he did it on the land and the perot didn't exist yet? Yeah, but and, that, and that's what Ashi really said. It doesn't exist, yeah. and therefore and, and and therefore there's no call that's going to be yotze alav. That's right. the problem because they weren't there. Right. Much that if they were there, it could be that the call was there. Right. So then you so, want to prove that now I could just if if I do write that in futures we're talking about, I'm going to write it that the perot are going to be included in this sale. What even if you wrote it, Ashi said, even if it was written, it doesn't right. work if right. they're not there. There's no call. Right. So, so, what's the, how does the so, proof now in terms of what, Now, what, my what answer that I gave you is valid. You know why you can't sell, you can't collect from the Mishubadim when the guy stole the yeah. land? Lo Katuv. Right. That's the reason why. What do you mean? I challenged you. Lo Katuv. Here, it's Katuv. You still don't get it. No, no. That Katuv that you're challenging me with, that's the way the Takana is. You don't yeah. get it from things of Mishubadim. Right. So, it's not a challenge. It's nothing to do with what we're talking about. Nothing to do with anything. That's the Takana. So, therefore, my question, my answer back to you, Katuv is valid. Right. Good. Okay. That's where we are. Okay. Fine. Two lunch at the bottom. Rabbi Hanina Amar, no. Different answer. Not because they're not katuv. Lefisha'en kitsuvin. There's no fixed amount. You want somebody to be responsible for some future that you have no idea what the value is. How can you ask somebody to be responsible for what, what's going to come? And again, when I say responsible, I'm talking about somebody who bought something from the thief after I bought it from him. Because that's the guy you're going to go collect from. Right? So if Reuven is the thief... <laughs> And let's say, right? And now Reuven sold something to Shimon. And now I had bought from Reuven before Shimon. So now when I go back to Reuven because the field, the field got taken away because Reuven stole it, I'm going to Shimon. Now when Shimon is buying something from Reuven, he knows that I bought first. And he potentially might lose his field. And he knows how much to protect himself. Because what does he want to do? He wants to leave assets by the Uven. He doesn't want the guy to come after him. He says, I left assets by the Uven. You go to Uven. Now, if I took everything the Uven had, so then Shimon's in trouble. So what, what, therefore, what we do is, when, I go to, when Shimon comes to the Uven, he's going to say, listen, hmm, the Uven, I know you sold something to this other guy. And that field is worth 100000 I see what Uven still has assets left. Oh, if I take this field, Reuven will still have 100000 So if the guy comes back and go to Reuven, he's not coming to me. Now, I can do that if I know the value of what Reuven sold. Shimon knows what Reuven sold before him. He knows. It was 100000 He can leave 100000 But when we're talking about being responsible for the perot on the field that was there, I have no, I have no idea. You can't, Shimon can say, what do you mean? You're coming to me now for something that I couldn't protect myself against. I knew to leave 100000 by the Reuven. 
Okay, and now you want to tell me, oh, well, it's only a hundred thousand purchase price. What about the perot now? I put in another fifty thousand dollars of investments into the land, and now I want to come to get you that from you, Shimon. So, oh, Habibi, no, 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 you can't do that to me. I don't know what that number is. It's an it's an unknown, and therefore that's the reason he says enan kitsuvin. The reason why we don't let you go to a guy who bought something after you is because it's no way. There's no way for him to protect himself. You don't know how much it's going to be. Okay, good. That's this what this answer is. I'm a to be right? Question. So Rabbi Hanina says Kitsuvin, we're going to challenge him. We have a question for you. Kitsuvin u Kitsuvin ba'e or Dilma Kitsuvin ve'af alpi she'enan Kitsuvin. When you say because there's not, they're not a fixed amount. So in order for you to be responsible, right, for Shimon to be able to protect himself, is all he requires for there to be a fixed number? Or a fixed number and written in the star of the sale that's the question right would you say a fixed number is enough even though it's not written or you would require it to be written with a fixed number tashima the itmar question proof okay the purchase so the the purchase price plus the improvements we're talking about so let's say let's say let's say let's say let's say that i bought the field from the hasho it already had fruit on it it had, it had the improvements there already when I bought it, right? So now according to Rabbi Hanina, it's Katsuv. Do I need a Katsuv also or not? Last 10 years, I, I, whatever, whatever. Yeah, it's a fixed number. I know what it is. I, I know what it is. It's a fixed number. Do I, do, I, do I require that to be written also or once I know it's a fixed number? So here's the proof. Tashima, this is what he says. So let's just talk about in general what would happen in a scenario that a person who passes away leaves one son and two daughters. Sons inherit. Okay? 100% of the estate. Takanar chachamim is that the girls get 10% each for dowry from the estate. Okay? So over here we have two daughters uben. The kadma harishona venatla isur nechasim. The first girl got married, took her 10% of the estate for her dowry. The second girl didn't get married yet, but then her brother died. Where now, the two daughters are actually getting the whole estate now. They're going to split the estate 50-50. Now, one daughter already got 10% off the top, and the other one didn't get that yet. So do we do matching funds over here? We give her 10% off the top first, and then split the rest of the estate? Or do we say, no, whatever she got, she got to fluck on you, and we're going 50-50 down the middle, and she ended up with 60, and you ended up with 40. Do we say that? So he says, what happens? Second girl, sorry, you lost out. Tough luck on you. Okay, your, your sister got what she got, and we're splitting the rest 50-50 now. says back to He says, no, 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 what you're saying doesn't make sense because I know something that's even more strict than what you're saying. What does he say? He says, Now, he says, we take motzi'in, meaning from the likuchot. Okay, we would go after someone who sold off, right, and bought from the father subsequently from these daughters. Meaning the ten percent, that daughter needs for a dowry. She would go collect it even from a piece of property her father sold off. Okay, If she's not getting married, she's living off the estate. That we won't go after somebody that bought something. Now, 
And you're going to tell me now that the second girl lost out? The, in a scenario where we would actually go after someone who bought something from the father and take it back to give 10% to one of the daughters, you tell me the second daughter is giving up her rights to 10%? Impossible. doesn't make any sense. Why do we do that? Because we know, everybody knows that the daughter gets 10% of the estate. That's Takana Chachamim. No, no, so, And now the father passes away and there's no assets over here and the girl needs to get married. He goes to the guy, she, she, the daughter goes to the guy that bought something and says, I have a pre-existing lien. I'm entitled to 10% of the estate before you. And therefore I take that back. Yeah, yeah. She's pre-existing. She's the day, from the minute she's born, she's entitled 10%. Right, so now. What are the six daughters? Ten daughters. Okay, so yeah, it's ten, but ten, ten, ten of the of the remaining balance. Yeah, yeah. Ten, 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 ten. It's ten, nine, eight point, eight point eight, whatever. Yeah, my right. father was the tenth child, but nine girls born before him. Wow, yeah. really? Yeah. Your father's wow. ten out of yeah. nine girls first. Yeah. Wow. Ten, ten, eleven, twelve were boys. Ah, uh, the three, <laughs> three other brother, three other brothers. Okay, very nice. Wow, mashallah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so at Amar, so he says, you want to tell me the second girl loses her rights because the first girl took, the first girl, even the second girl, she has rights, what we're saying is even the second girl would have a right to go after somebody that bought something from the father to get her 10%. You tell me she's not going to get it from her sister? Impossible. Okay, now, now where's the proof yeah, for our conversation? Yeah. He says, here you go, yeah. says, Veha parnasa de mikhtav lo the 10% is fixed. It's not katuv. And she gets to go to collect from properties that were sold off. And therefore, we should say that the Hanina only needs katuv, not katuv. Right? You with me? Yeah. Why katuv? not? Katuv? katuv, fixed amount. We know the, we know the amount? 10%. Fixed okay. amount. It's kaits. Oh, but, but it's is, not katuv. But this is takana. We already used this. Fine. Thing. I'm not Right now, it's not. Is the ten percent katuv anywhere? It's not no. katuv anywhere. Great. But we we, allow, we allow you to go collect. What? We did the same thing for Ishaq. You're assuming that we, you're assuming that the takana of isur nechasim yeah. is not from encumbered, but the, it, it, but it is. We just saw a minute ago. I I told that what she's allowed to go after the lekuchot. Right. Okay, she's allowed to go after the lekuchot, and it's not written. It's just kites. Proof for the bihanina that all you need is kites for lokatuf. For, for perot they can't go, right. but they can go for the for the ten percent for the dowry. Right. So there you go. The dowry I can go after him. It's it was kites velokatuf. So answer to the bihanina only kites no katuf. Right. So what's this? What's this? The bihanina gedolam amru. Why is he? Why is he? He's challenging the bihanina. The bihanina says vitra. You, the second girl lost her ten percent. Taflak. She's going to get a hefty estate. Hashtag. It's enough for. Right. So Bihanna says, what are you talking about? That second girl, if there was nothing in the estate, uh, where is she going to get her 10%? She go to so she's she not going to get it from her sister? She goes to somebody else? She's gonna get her sister. Of course she goes with her sister. What are you talking about? So he knocks out Bihanna. Hanan. Saying, of course it's going. Of course she can. Gidolami ze amru. What do you mean? Right. She can go to somebody else. Of course she goes after her sister. How and therefore, can you go? Can you go back 10 years? What, the, the girl, this girl is pre-existing from the day she was born. She has a right to 10%. So anybody that bought since the day she was born, she can go after and now she'll go after only though the person that took the last 10% because all those other people preceded, preceded that person right so she goes after the last guy the one who took the last 10% she goes to him first she does this when she gets married yeah she's coming to get married now she needs her dowry she goes to get it collect back confusing the flow of the Gemara because yeah. we're asking to the Bihanina you just told me Kitsuvi yeah. question so, for you do you require both Kitsuv and yeah. Katuv yeah. proof you only need Katsuv that's what we just did Right. But then when he comes in and he answers in the middle, Where? 
It's him talking, so that's the proof. No, his proof is, it's the Bihanina himself answering back to the Bihanan. So the proof is the Nishamet Veniyak case. Yes. And then before they even get to the thing, he responds already and says, that's not a proof? Is that how it's No, 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 no. It flows like this. We want to know the Bihanina. You told me Kitsuvina Bihanina. Yeah. Okay, we're asking now. According to his opinion, does he also need Katuf? katuf right. I'll prove to you that he doesn't need Katuf. How do I know? This case of the girls. Because what does he say? The right. Bihanan says, girl number two. Gave up her ten percent. She lost it because she's getting half the uh, estate. Even more so, prove that I need katuv is the case of the for sure. If the sister's getting got it. Okay, fine. Yeah, uh, good. No problem. Yeah, it's okay. Yalla. My answer back says, no, I don't know necessarily true that he only needs katuv and not katuv. I could tell you, shani parnasa dechevan deit lakala keman dechitiva dame. This case of the ten percent you're talking about is different than than uh, in general. Some other katsuv katuv business. Why? Everybody knows he has a daughter, and everybody knows daughters get ten percent. It's as if it was written because if you go to the guy, you know, oh my bro, you have two girls, very nice. Oh yeah, yeah. Everybody knows, and therefore it's as if it's written. So I can't tell you that he would necessarily say only katsuv without katuv. I could treat this as if it was a katuv case. Okay, fine. Similar to the, to the takana. Similar. Th- so so we're deflecting the answer over there. We answer, we're deflecting this takana. Now we're answering. Well, everybody knows what he's talking about. The guy, the guy knows how many daughters he has, right? Everybody knows Joey has no daughters, right? Okay. So you get granddaughters. That's all. Metiv Rav right? Right. So he says, Metu benotehen nizonot minichasim benehorim vehi nizonim minichasim meshubadim ibreshiki baalat hov. Okay. This is a wild case. Remember back to Tubot says as follows: Guys marrying a girl. It's her second marriage, and she has a daughter from a previous marriage. So he accepts upon himself to, to be mefarnes, his stepdaughter, for five years. Right? And then he ends up getting divorced, and the girl, the, the wife, marries another guy. And the second guy also accepts to be mefarnes, the stepdaughter, for five years. And we learned the Ketubot that one guy sends food. Five years right now. No, it's in the middle. No, it's in the middle. The middle. It's the middle. Year two. Year two. Year two. Overlap. They overlap now. We learned the Masechet could do it. Remember, the first one guy gives mezonot and the other guy pays. Okay, so that's the case we're discussing over here. Look what he says. Now, now what happens? The, the girl's getting double. She's getting double. She's getting food and cash. Okay. Now, what happens if these two guys die? These two husbands, they pass away. Says now, metu. They passed away, Benotehen, their regular daughters, their own daughters, okay? Not the stepdaughter, but their own daughters. Nizonot minichasim benechorin. They would get their uh, sustenance only from properties that were still in the estate, not from things that were sold off. Vehi, this girl, this stepgirl that he obligated himself to support these two guys, minichasim mishubadim. She can go and collect even from things that he sold off. Mipene shehi kibaalat hov. Because she is like a creditor. Okay? Is that and specific now, because it was kasuv? Now that's not kasuv. No, it's kasuv. I'm going to support her for five years. But uh, how much? Oh, you want to say the amount is not kasuv? It's mezonot. I don't mezonot, I'm not kasuv. But otherwise, why would I be obligated to her? I, the, 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 time, the fact that I made a time frame means that I have to support her for whatever she needs to eat. But I don't know how much that costs. Do How? I do. The second guy is going to be paying her money. What's he giving Ah. Okay, but nobody. The fact that he knows doesn't mean everybody else knows. The whole uh, of Katsu means the world needs to know about it. 
has to have a call, has to have a vote, right? Look at look at Rashi. Rashi says, Metu zonet. It's across from where we are. Hanoset Aisha upaska imo lazunet bita hameshanim. Good? Vigirsha beto hameshanim, viniset lahir, upaska imo kemochen. Hayav lezano hameshanim, a had zana, a hanoten the memezanot. Metu, these two guys, binotehen, their real daughters, nizonet minichasim binichorin, kedekatane matnitin, en mozi in the mazon haisha, right? The abanot minichasim, mishubadim. The fact that their own daughters get from only free encumbered, unencumbered property, that's from the Mishnah. But he, this girl, this stepdaughter, Otobat Ishto, Nizon Minichashim Mishubadim. Alma, Kevan de Kaitse Hameshanim, Richie, like you want to say, Af Algav de Lochetiva, Gavia Mishabde, Kilibi Halinavi Kashel Ula. Nice. Okay? You're right. He's saying it's a fixed amount, it's a fixed time frame. Uh, the number's not fixed. Maybe I'm in the, I'm in the answer already. But the fixed an- the fixed time frame means that all I need is fixed, even though it's not written. Right. It's not written. Okay. Right. Okay. okay. So when I says my askinan beshekanu miyado, what does that mean? Rashi stam kinyan lechtiva omed. They made a kinyan. The wife made a kinyan with her husband for the mizonot of the stepdaughter. Okay. And a and a kinyan says Rashi is as if it's written. Okay. Fine. So says, Ihachi, if that's true now, Benot Nami, Bishikanu, right? His regular daughters also should be getting from, uh, right? Gemara says, No, Bishikanu Lezo, Velo Kanu Lezo. Which means like this Assume like this. He marries the girl, she has a previous stepdaughter, and then he has a daughter with her. So he's got daughters that are his and the stepdaughter. So you're telling me I, she, he made a kinyan with the wife for the daughters, so he should be covered the stepdaughter and his own daughters that she won't be able to get from. So Gemara says, but no, she made a kinyan for the stepdaughter and not a kinyan for her other daughters. So the Gemara says, my pasca. Well, what do you mean? She made one kinyan over here. Why would you say it covers one daughter and doesn't cover the other daughter? She made a kinyan for her daughters to be able to get his own note. And if she made a kinyan, it's written. If it's written, I should be able to collect it from even things that were sold off. So he says, no. But ishto de havai bishat kinyan mehani la kinyan bito de lo havai bishat kinyan lo mehani la kinyan. You're right. He made a kinyan with the wife for her daughters. The daughter that was alive at the time, the kinyan works. The other daughters are not here. What daughters? She's not born yet. They're not born yet. So the kinyan that he made with the wife for the not only works for the daughter that was alive. Who's that? The daughter that was her stepdaughter. But the other daughters that are born subsequently, that kinyan doesn't help. And therefore, his own daughters get from properties that are only free and cleared, not from things that have been sold off. But the stepdaughter, because of the kinyan, which is like it's written, he can go and go now and collect from things over there. And therefore, I have, again, no proof. It's katsuv because it was five years, and it's katuv because of the kinyan, and I don't know for sure. Okay, fine. So the man says, time out. Milo askinan dahabu tarvayu bishat kinyan, dami digirsha ve'ahadra. He says, what do you mean? The Gemara is not making distinctions over here about exactly what happened in this marriage-divorce scenario. Who says that it's not necessarily his second marriage to the same woman? He married her with a stepdaughter. They had a kid. He divorced her. And he's going to go now marry her again. And she made a kinyan. And he has two daughters, one that's real and one that's a stepdaughter. Who said that that's not the case? Right? Ella, you're right. And therefore, since I, I, I have so to come, I have to come with another because you, you're assuming things again. It's not in, it's not in the text of the of the case. That's a strange, uh, you know. Case. Okay. So, so is the <laughs> scenario <laughs> that she married two guys. I made a five year contract with each guy, yeah, and then they both died. Why can't you, why can't you say? That, why can't you say that? She, she, they were married for a year. They had a baby. Yeah. The, the, the stepdaughter's in there for a year, and that's when he made the kinyan. 
So it's a, it's a year into the marriage, you made the kinyan. What do you got to be so complicated? No, if the stepdaughter was there from before, Good. the kinyan should be from before. Why make a stepdaughter? He yeah. did it a year okay. after when he had his And Hachanami, fine. So if that's the case too, that's either, way, either, 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 either way, either way, either way, it's coming out that the kinyan should cover both girls. That's what right. the bottom line is, right? And therefore, you're right. That's not a valid proof. Ella, we have to restate it. The Mishnah told us your own children don't get from Nechasim Mishubadim. I don't care if you made a Kinyan or not. You can't go get against Takana Betin. But the stepdaughter, well, you're not obligated at all to feed. So you made a kinyan on that, 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 that whatever she, the kinyan is, that's the kinyan. Finish. Basically, she becomes a Baal She's a Baal exactly it. right. That's what, that's what that is. Right? Fine. Okay. So someone says, time out. So my own daughter is worse than the stepdaughter? That's what it sounds like. Yeah. So it sounds like. Yeah. The says, doesn't like that. Okay? Which means what? That since I know that my daughter is going to be get mizonot even through Tanai betin, I might be concerned. Which means the person who bought property can claim that the father left her cash to eat. He gave her some stuff on the side. He gave her things to cover her mizonot. You can't come take away my property and tell me I have to go now for the girl's mizonot. Ah, it's her father. Who knows what he stashed away for her? I have no idea. And therefore, assumption that he left her things. The stepdaughter, okay, he didn't leave her things. I got it. She can go collect because he's not going to leave her stepdaughter. But his real daughter, finish. Okay. Kenyan doesn't get her the 10%. It just gives her the She doesn't years. need the Kenyan for the 10%. She goes to get it anyway. That's That's all. No, the 10% of the dowry, let's say, of the estate, the stepdaughter. No, no, she's not. He's not, he's not no, 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 no. So why don't they use no. that as an answer? No. Use what as an answer? That, that. He's still alive. He's still alive. Yeah, he's, so he's, he's saying, still alive. He's giving he's us alive. stuff while he's still yeah. alive. Yeah, that's what we say. We're giving his daughter yeah. while she's still alive. We don't know, and therefore no, no proof. Okay, Tashma, we'll try. Father doesn't approve the marriage. The girl could go to bed and get ten percent. If the father doesn't approve the marriage, can the daughter go and get ten percent from Betin? It depends on the age of the daughter. If she's a bogeret, absolutely, she's in her ownership. She can do what she wants. Yeah, yeah. If she's still a na'ra, where she's under the control of her father, or in hachanam yiktana, where the father has to marry her, she can't take her kid herself, then the answer will be no. Yeah. yeah. Tashima. Amar binatan ematai bizman shikadam mekhoshel sheni le shivhoshel lishon. Aval kadam shivhoshel ashon le mekhoshel sheni govem inichasi mishubadim. Alma mishum de lo kadimu. Okay. Baraita. Qualification on the Mishnah, which is going to answer our question, he says. The Mishnah, the Baraita says as follows. Our Mishnah, which says that you can't collect from the thief, the, from the property that was stolen, and go back to the thief now and get the perot from Mishubadim? No. It says, Ematai, do we say that you can't get the perot from Mishubadim? Bizman shekadam mikho shel sheni l'shivho shel rishon. Okay? So here's what happened. We have a thief, and Uven buys a stolen piece of property from the Hasho. And Shimon buys a piece of property from the Hasho that he actually owned. The thief, the thief owned. The thief owned. The thief owned. The thief owned. Okay? So Ruven got the stolen one. Shimon got the real, the one that he owned. And we said now, you can't come to Shimon to get the perot that you improved the stolen land. But you could come to Shimon to get the property value of what you purchased, and then the perot you go back to the thief. That's what we said so far. Yeah. It says qualification. That you can't get the improvements from Shimon. That's what happened. When Shimon bought 
the field from the hasho, you did not improve yet the stolen field. Aval kadam If Reuven who got the stolen field improved it and then Shimon came and bought the property that the thief owned, he can go to Shimon and get both the value of the property and the improvements. Because when Shimon bought the field from the thief, the improvements were already there. You with me? Yeah. Okay. Alma, what do I see from here? I see Mishum Delo Kadimhu. The only reason why I don't get Nechasim Mishubadim is because it's out of order. You, the, 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 the Shimon had already bought the field and then you improved it. What do you want from Shimon to do? To protect himself. And therefore, it has nothing to do with Katsuv, Katuv. It was, when did it happen? It's all, order of events. That's all that matters. Okay? So the Manah says, you know what? Tana'ehi. It's a machloket tana'im. Okay? Detanya. Okay? So now, when I say this baraita, that if it was in existence, right? If it was in existence, I can go after Shimon, that means because I know what they are. They're there. I know the value. The fact it's fixed value. It's katsuf. I come, I could see that Uven in bought a hundred thousand dollar field and put improvements of fifty thousand. Come Shimon now to buy the property. You better leave one hundred fifty thousand by the Hasho. Oh, you didn't? Okay, so he's coming to take it from you. Oh, why? Because it was katsuf. It was available to you. You didn't know the number. You had to check. You didn't check. Tough luck. So that baraita supports the katsuf opinion. This baraita clearly now tells me there is a machloket. Both opinions are valid because one tana says katsuf and one tana says katsuf. Finish. So the reason why, in either way, the bottom line is that you're not going to get from Nechasim um, B'nei Hurim. You can only get from B'nei Hurim. The reason why, either Katsuv or Katuv. Nafkamina, if it's, if it's Katsuv or Katuv, then we would tell you. One opinion said you could like, one opinion don't collect. Okay, so Machloket. We end up in Machloket. We end up with Machloket. Machloket Tanaim. Okay? Yeah. Fine. Good. Hamotzi uh, Mitzi'ah. Okay, so this was the case in the Mishnah where he said, the guy found the wallet. And he comes to return it to the guy. He tells him, I found your wallet with $100. Here you go. He tells him, $100? My wallet had $500. The Mishnah says, Lo yishava We don't force the person to swear because otherwise people are not going to want to return objects. I'm not the you're going to play me. I'm a hasho. You want me to swear? Forget about it. I'll leave the wallet on the floor. That with you. Right? I'm not doing so. And therefore, tikkun ha'olam, no swear. That's what the Mishnah said. Good? He says, Hamo se mesi'ah lo yishava amar bi'ishak. Okay, so he says like this. Someone who says, you found two, two bags of coins of mine tied together. And the other guy says back, no, I only found one. Okay, I found one coin, one bag of coins. Says this Baraita says, Nishma. He has to swear in that scenario. Two ox tied together, you found. And the other guy says, no, I only found one ox. He doesn't have to swear. Why? Because bags don't get untied on their own. Ox do. 
Could be they, they got, it got loose and one ran away one way, one went the other way, you found one. But the bags that were tied together, if you're claiming you found one and he says they're tied together, swear that you only found one. So the guess should just keep the both, both so, sets of Right, keep both, right, okay. So the Gemara says, right, keep going. We're going to see right now, it's not finished yet. Shnei shivarim kishurin masatli vehala omer hehezarti lecha echad mehen hareze nishba. Now, regarding ox, you could also have a shivuah. Why? The guy says, you found two of my ox, and he says, I returned you one. Now, I returned you one also means that I found two. I didn't say, no, I only found one. I said, I returned one. Which means, I'm modeh to your claim that there were two, and I found one. Now, you need to swear. Okay? Now, the beats ha- so now, that's the end of the baraita. Now, the Gemara has a question. From the Reisha case, two Bags of money tied together, I swear, what happened to our Mishnah? Yeah. Is that holy from our Mishnah? It says, when I found an object that was lost, I don't need to make a swear to the value or how much was there or anything because of Takanata Shavim, right? So what is the Bibi's going to do? Yeah, the Mishnah is against him. Says the Gemara, no, he has an opinion that, that supports him as well. Who the Amar could be Yaakov? He holds that could be Ezebin Yaakov. What does the Be'ezer ben Yaakov say? The Tanya. The Be'ezer ben Yaakov Omer. Pe'amim she'adam nishba al ta'adnat atzmo. Sometimes a person can cause a swear from his own words, based on what he says. He says how? Ketzad, I'll tell you how. Manen la'avicha biyadi ve'echaltiv peras hareze nishba. Okay? He says, I owed your father a hundred dollars. I gave him back fifty this person says Yaakov has to swear. He's a modeb mixat. Okay? Fine. This is a guy who can cause a swear upon himself. He walks up to a kid, his father passed away, and he tells the kid, Your father lent me $100, I gave him back $50, I still owe you $50. The kid doesn't know anything about it. Then says Yabiyazim Yaakov, Swear you owe 50 pay 50 Chachamim omrim, Eno ela kemeshiv aveda o patur. The kid doesn't know anything. And if you come and tell him you owe 50, you're returning a lost object to the kid. You don't swear for lost objects. And you give him $50 and that's it without a swear. Okay? Doesn't Be'ezben Yaakov hold from our Mishnah that says lost objects we don't make swears for? Why is he Meshiva Avedah? It's not a lost item. The kid doesn't know anything about it. You didn't know that this loan existed. Doesn't exist. That's a Meshiva Avedah. Okay. So Be'ezben Yaakov let the Meshiva Avedah Patur Amarav Betuano Katan. Rav says, no, no, of course Ibiyaz ibn Yaakov holds that if you lost, found the lost object, you don't have to swear. So in our scenario, when he says swear, you know what happened? The kid says, my father, you owe my father $100. And he says, no, I gave him back 50 So Ibn says, Katan midi mishasha itbe. A Katan can make a claim against an Agadol and say, you owe me what? Katan. Kid walking the street, you owe me $100. I have to swear now because the little kid said, so you owe me $100? What are you talking about? Open Mishnah says, we don't make any swears to if the claimant against me is a Haresh, a Shote, or a Katan. So what do you mean the Katan is telling me I owe money to his father? What does that mean? Yeah, this is says, my Katan, Gadol. No, no, Katan is not a Katan, he is a Gadol. No, no, he's a Gadol making the claim, but regarding his father's, right, vis-a-vis his father's claim, he doesn't know anything about his father's claim. He's a Katan, he says, if he's a Katan, because he doesn't know all the inter- intricate details of his father's business, and therefore we treat him like, we say he's a Katan, but he's really a Gadol. So, so now, so... It's not a, a, a 
lost object. Good. And it's not alone either. Good. Good. So the Gemara says, wait, time out. What did you just do to me? You told me the Be'ez ben Yaakov holds that I don't have to swear for lost objects. And when he said you could swear on your own claim, your own claim is when the kad, when the Gadol, who we treat like we, we treat him like a katan, comes and says, You owe my father a hundred dollars, and I say back, I owe you fifty. What's wrong with that statement? He says, you told me the Beelzebub and Yaakov said sometimes a guy can make a swear from his own words. Right. It's not his own. It's just swearing, not swearing from his own words. He's swearing because the other guy says you owe me money, right? right? So there's Taanat Aharim. So when I says no, Taanat Aharim vehodaat atzmo. He says no, no. The Beelzebub and Yaakov meant, of course, someone is making a claim, but your admission is what causes the swear. It's your admission that yeah, I, I paid back fifty. So that means oh, there was a loan for hundred. You say you paid back fifty, so you still owe fifty. Swear you owe the fifty. So the man says what? Kulu ta'anata nami ta'anat aharim behodaat atzmo ninu. The whole concept of modeb miksata ta'ana, someone who admits a partial admission, is a scenario of somebody making a claim and me responding with a amount less than his claim. That's what that's how it works. So it's always ta'anat aharim vehodaat atzmo. So what's the bizmin Yaakov? Say pa'amim sha'adam model ta'anat atzmo. What? What? That's the way it works. Ella, you're right. Bidrabaka miflige. Rabbi Yezeb and Yaakov and Chachamim are arguing in what Rabbah says. What did Rabbah say? De'ama Rabbah, mipne ma'amra Torah modeh b'miksat ta'ana yishava. What is the reason why the Torah requires a person to swear if he gives a partial admission? Why? He says, you know why? Hazaka en adam me'iz pana b'fnei ba'al chovo. There is a hazaka that a person is not going to be so disrespectful to a person who did something good for him. He made a loan to this guy. He helped him out. He's going to claim that he owes no money to this guy. People are not that brazen. They're not that that, that corrupt. They're not going to do that. You know what he's going to what he's going to do? Hi, bichule baile Technically, he would if he would had if he had the guts, he would say he doesn't own anything. But he doesn't have the guts to do that. And therefore, the you know why he didn't do it? Right? Because he's, he's not going to be that brazen to the claim that he owes nothing. And technically, what he should say, he should say, yes, you're right, I owe you $100. But, you know why he didn't say that it was $100? He doesn't have it yet. He's trying to delay. So he tells the guy, you know what? Savar, until I have the money, I'm going to pay him back. He has the to pay him back, 100%. He just doesn't have it right now. So he says, you know what? I can afford to pay 50 right now. That's what I have. So I'll tell him I only owe 50. And I'll give him the 50 now. Okay? The Torah says, Make him swear. Let him admit to the whole amount. And just tell the guy, you don't have it now, you'll give it to him later, give him the 50. Why are you saying you only owe 50? Don't do that. You want to say only 50? Swear that it's only 50. Now this is Rabbah's statement. That's Rabbah's statement is Svara, why the Torah would require a person who's modib and mixat to swear. Svara is Chazaka in Adam me'iz pana b'pnei ba'al chovo. It's not going to be so brazen outright and say you don't owe me anything. And what he's trying to do is just delay the guy. So he says, I only owe 50. Oh, only 50? Swear that it's only 50. And he goes, he doesn't want to swear. So we want him to admit that he owes the 100. Tell the guy, I'm sorry, I have 50. It's 50. I'll give you the rest later. Fine. Now, what do they argue about Rabbi Ezebin Yaakov and Chachamim? As follows. Rabbi Ezebin Yaakov Savar, Loshna Bo, Loshna Bibno. This Hazaka that you're talking about, 
It doesn't make a difference if it's the guy who gave you the money or the son of the guy who gave you the money. Hazaka is still going to be enomeiz. He's still going to feel gratitude even to the son of the guy who made the loan. And he's not going to claim to the son that I don't owe you anything. And he's going to tell the son 50 also, just like he would tell the father. Right? Vihilkach lav meshiv avedahu. He's not a meshiv avedah. Okay? Because the hazaka is that he's not going to deny the whole thing and he's not going to. No. Bo hu de'eno me'iz. Aval bebno me'iz. Chachamim say, no, no. The guy himself who made the loan, the guy is not going to declare, deny that he owes that money. He's not. But to his son, to the guy's son, he would. And therefore, the admission to the son is a meshiv avedah. Because he would really say, I owe zero to, your, to, to the son. He would never say, I owe zero to the father, and therefore, that's not a meshiv avedah. And, if, and therefore you swear, because it's not a Meshiv Avedah. When it's a Meshiv Avedah, you don't swear. It's not a Meshiv Avedah to the father, because the Hazakaz, you're not going to deny it. So you're not a Meshiv Avedah, so you have to swear to the 50. On the kid, you would, according to Chachamim, say that you would, you would deny it. And therefore, it's a Meshiv Avedah to the kid, and therefore I don't have to swear. And that's the Mahloket. Amen. Amen.